Hi, and welcome to the Creative Commute Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Liss. I'm a coach for high-achieving creatives who feel stuck. In this podcast, we'll learn to undo the guilt and judgment and fear that's quieted your inner unicorn and unleash its glittery goodness into the world. So if you're ready to live a life with more joy, creativity, and abundance, I'm here to inspire you to do the thing. Today, we're going to talk about kicking sandcastles. Let's go. Hi, it's Jen. I have to be honest with you that it's been kind of a tough week. I have had a lot of things coming up uh, emotionally, mentally. I am currently doing a program where it allows you to see what it calls saboteurs in your own brain and then learn how to tame some of those down. And even after years of work on this for myself, and I know that this work is a lifelong thing, but I feel slightly frustrated that I'm like, why are these saboteurs still so strong? Why do I see them coming up? And they say in this program that it actually seems like they're stronger than they are because you're noticing them. I'm noticing certain things that I didn't notice before. And it gets a little bit exhausting. It does get exhausting. So I bring this up and I tell this so honestly, because when you start to do some self-development work, when you start to do some self-exploration, it can feel a little tedious. It can feel a little scary. Things start to come up that you're like, ooh, and, and it gets kind of mentally exhausting. And honestly, it gets physically exhausting. And there's a lot more research coming out around how our mental fitness and our mental state actually does influence our physical state. So you can feel tired. You can feel exhausted, which is exactly how I have felt over the past few days. And granted, I am still COVID actually hit me pretty hard. (laughs) And so I am still recovering physically from some of that. That was fascinating. I don't know if any listeners have experienced this, but I was fine all all the way through. I mean, it, it sucked, of course. Like I did not feel well. The worst of it was actually after I had fully recovered and was testing negative. That was the that was the worst of the body exhaustion. So it's just been wave after wave of things and also just the mental trauma of still not being able to taste everything quite appropriately. So I know that is a small, seems like a small thing. It is not. It is not. Any of you who might still be dealing with that, and I actually know somebody who has had that for most of her life after an accident where she can't smell and taste, and it just makes me feel so much empathy. I feel so much empathy for her. I always thought that seemed like it would be really hard, but now I'm like, wow, she is so strong to be able to live the rest of her life without this. So my point in telling you all of this is just, if you experience those moments, give yourself grace, give yourself grace. And this is also a note to myself, of course, give yourself that grace, Jen, (laughs) that it's okay. It's okay to feel tired and it's okay to be frustrated and also know that you're making progress because the fact that I can notice 
these saboteurs that are coming up in my mind. Judgment, the judge is actually one of them. And I know that's my strongest. That's my strongest. In fact, the interesting thing is that they say that the judge is the strongest in everyone. Our judge, our inner judge, our inner critic, which I know we talk about a lot in this podcast because it is my passion point. That is the thing that has held me back in so many ways. It really, our self-criticism is out of whack, so out of whack. And something that somebody said in a podcast I was listening to is that you hear the phrase, you know, it's, it's in the Bible, love your neighbor as yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how are you treating yourself? It's a question, like legitimately, how are you treating yourself? How are you talking to yourself? What is your judge saying to you? And if your judge, if, if inside you are saying negative things to yourself, then love your neighbor as yourself. How are you loving on your neighbors? We have to look inside first. We have to go inside. We have to heal these things inside of ourselves and love, love ourselves fully. This has been such a journey for me to realize how little I loved myself. It's painful. Honestly, it's painful. And that was on my walk tonight. I went on a walk. I didn't take my phone. I was like, I don't even want the temptation of looking at my phone, the temptation of wanting to take a picture of this or that. I just want this time for me. And as I was walking, I realized I'm in pain. Like this, this is painful to have these things coming up, to realize also how far I have come. And there's part of me that is falling away. It's peeling away. As I do some of this inner work, there's a piece of me that I'm leaving behind. And I'm actually grieving that. I'm grieving that this person who I was, and I'm so ready to move into something new. Like I'm growing and like, yes, I'm always excited for growth and to move into the next big thing. But at the same time, I'm grieving that there is this former self. There's this former piece that I'm saying, I don't want this anymore. And that can be really hard. We want to hang on to things. We we want to cling <laughs> to things and, and keep them. And I can feel myself wanting to keep this part of myself that I'm also ready to shed. And it's it's a fascinating experience. I don't know if you have ever felt this for yourself. I think I've unintentionally felt it for a while, but it was just today. Literally today I'm on my walk and like, I am in pain. This is, this hurts. <laughs> it, it really, it really does hurt. But that idea of, of holding on to things is really interesting. And we actually talked a little bit about this in the last podcast that came out with Sarah Levy, where she talks about one of the principles of her teaching. She is a drawing teacher. One of the principles that she teaches is no precious. Don't hold on to things. 
don't allow the need to hang on to something. This is in her her drawing class where she's talking about, you know, the nose that you drew on somebody's face. If you realize that it no longer fits the face as it has turned out, like something in the drawing isn't working, but you put so much effort into that thing. You you spent so much time cultivating that thing, you know, making that thing into reality that you don't want to let go of it. Like you're not, you're not willing. She says, absolutely not. You need to be able to let go. What we call this in writing as a writer, uh, we call that killing your darlings. You just, you have to sometimes ruthlessly go through and, and kill those darlings and let it go so that something new and beautiful can shine. Because sometimes we're hanging on to these, these things that, yeah, they are, they are good. They are good sometimes. Sometimes that's actually something great in our lives that we're, we're hanging on to. But if we allowed ourselves to let go of that thing, what new beautiful thing could kind of take the forefront that previously was being overshadowed by something that doesn't fit anymore? I feel like Sarah's example in that episode is so good about the nose. It's like if you spend an hour on the nose in the drawing and you're like, I invested so much time into this nose. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep it there. Even though it so obviously doesn't fit, the whole rest of the face is falling away and not looking its best. And that's the same for us. Like we, we can't be our best if we're holding on to some of those things. We can't fully expand and grow into the next new thing. I actually have a really good example of the idea of allowing ourselves to let go of something. So my nephews came up to Oregon a few weeks back. Their aunt, a different aunt, was getting married. And so they came up to Oregon and my sister rented this gorgeous beach house. They had the most, oh, it was just the most spectacular view. It was fabulous. And we got to stay with them for a night out there so that we could see them and and hang out. My nephews and my husband and I are on the beach and they these boys, they got in the water. The water in Oregon is not really swimmable water. It was like the water was the same temperature as it was outside, which was kind of chilly, like 50 some degrees and they were swimming in the ocean, mind you. But we're hanging out and they're done swimming and we're kind of getting ready to go back up to the house probably. But one of my nephews was rummaging around and he came upon this secret chest kind of hidden in some of the brush. This was so cool, full of tools to make a sandcastle, like buckets and shovels and all kinds of things to make sandcastles. We're like, okay, now we have to make sandcastles. I know we were going to go up and cook dinner, but it's sandcastle time. So the two boys and I start building our sandcastles and we put some time and effort. I think we were working on these sandcastles for about an hour. We put some, we're not, we're not great sandcastle builders, but I mean, we put some love into them. They had moats and we went and found little pieces of stuff to stick in the top to kind of look like a flag. Each of us had our sandcastle, you know, tadpoles could have had a pretty high class life in these sandcastles. They they were pretty legit by our standards. 
<laughs> and, you know, we, we put all this effort into them and then we took some pictures and then we're like, okay, it really is. It's getting chilly out here. Sun's going down time to go back to the house. And one of my nephews was like, we should kick them over. We should destroy them. And the instant reaction from both Joey and myself was like, no, 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 no. Whoa. We just put a lot of love into those. I don't think so. No, let's, let's leave them alone. Like that was my gut was, you know, let them, let them be there. And I know the ocean is going to come up tonight and it's going to sweep them away, but then we don't have to see it happen. We know it's going to happen, but we don't have to actually see it happen with our own two eyes. But then I paused for a minute and I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not allow myself the joy of destroying it? Like there was kind of this urge that was like, ooh, but it actually would be really fun to destroy these sandcastles. So I'm kind of having a, a moment of internal struggle with part of me saying, no, 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 leave them there. And the other part of me saying, go kick that castle. <laughs> and I decided, you know what? It's actually a great idea. Let's kick over these sandcastles. And Joey was like, uh, no, no, whoa, 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 no, no, let's leave them. The ocean's going to come. He's trying to, to reason with us. And <laughs> eventually we overruled him and we decided that we would each kick over our own sandcastles. And we just had at it. We just like, I grabbed a big log of driftwood off the beach and I just like, just beat the crap out of that sandcastle. And it felt delightful. It felt so good to just kick it over. But I had in the moment of doing it, I had zero regret for kicking over that sandcastle that I had put in, in so much tender, loving care into it. And we were all laughing. I don't know if Joey was laughing. He was quite disturbed that we were kicking over our sandcastles, but we had a great time kicking over the sandcastle. And, you know, afterward, I was thinking about that experience of, you know, destroying something that you put so much care into, letting it go. It really is the idea of letting it go. And what occurred to me is that when we make something, when we put something into the world, when we we create it and we make it happen, and particularly I was doing this with other people, what I was creating was, yes, the product itself. I was creating a sandcastle. That's what I were, was making on a very practical level. We were making sandcastles. But in the process of doing that, we were making a connection. I connected with my nephews in a new way. We created a memory of making sandcastles together and, and then destroying them. <laughs> and it reminded me that the joy is in the making. The joy is in the creating itself, the creation, making, making the thing and not necessarily the thing. Like, yes, the thing can bring us some residual joy and and pride to look at it and say, I made that. Look, I made that. But the bulk of the feels is in the actual doing of the thing and creating it together and, and destroying it together. And I got to experience different emotions by destroying it than I would 
have by keeping it and walking away and allowing the ocean to take it. And I think both of those are fine. Both of those situations, like allowing the ocean to come and and take it away as the ocean does, that would have been an okay path to follow as well. But we do have to think sometimes about both sides of this, like how much are we clinging to things, holding on to things because of the effort that we put into creating that thing or getting that thing or whatever brought that thing to us. And that thing might actually be a piece of ourselves. It could be a an object. It could be uh, it's so many things in our lives. It could be a job, <laughs> you know, the effort that we put into it and then we we hold on to it. But there is also joy in making and getting to that point in the building, in the in the process. And then there is joy in letting it go. But there is also in the process of making and getting there and building to a certain point, whether that is with your career or whether it is with a piece of art or if it's building the person who you are, you know, there is also some pain and challenge getting you to that point, right? There's joy and there's pain. And in the letting go, there's also the joy and the pain. You know, there is like that little bit of like, oh, I just, I just did that. (laughs) I just did that. Like that it's, it can be hard and good at the same time. And it's so fascinating. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to me that I feel like in, in trying for something and in getting to it, we often recognize the challenge, but don't recognize the joy. And in letting go, we often recognize the challenge and not recognizing the joy. And But the joy can be there in both instances. And we just don't always, we don't always see it. So I hope this reflection has brought something up for you in some way, whether it is something with your art, with your career, with your just life in general, you know, what is something that you might have worked really hard for and it's time to let it go, but you're just, you're just hanging on to it. And that hanging on can lead to what Adam Grant calls languishing. <laughs> you're languishing because when, if you think of the, the word languishing itself, I feel like when you hear it, it actually sounds like the feeling languish. <laughs> like It's just weighing you down. And when we have too many things, too many worries, too many things that we're thinking about all the time, like we can really fall into languishing. And the way out of that languishing is is joy, is happiness, and letting go of some things might be a way to help get you to that point. So we don't want to be languishing. Our inner unicorns do not want to be languishing. They're they're they have been languishing for far, far, far too long because we haven't been feeding them since we were like seven years old. So let's start feeding your inner unicorn all of the goodness that it wants. And sometimes that unicorn has got too much stuff on its back and you need to let some of it go. <laughs> so and it, it it might be a little bit painful to let it go. 
So just know that that's normal and that that's okay. And I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you this week (laughs) on this message. And I wish you all the luck with it, honestly. And one thing I think we could do this week is pick one thing. What is one sandcastle in your life that you can go and kick over and just say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to think that anymore. I, that is one thing that I'm, I'm just not going to do or that you can just let go of in some way. The thing that I decided, so it's the full moon and I'm real, I'm real weird at the full moon and I always have been and I didn't associate it until about five years ago. It was, I was riding my bike and I was like, I just feel weird tonight. What is going on? And I eventually, the the moon actually started to come out as I was riding my bike because it was past sunset. And I was like, am I feeling like wolfy because it's a full moon? And then I paid attention to it the next month and the next month and the next month. And I seriously feel weird at the full moon. I know that nurses and teachers and others say that there's something strange that happens at the full moon with people. And I 100% am one of those people. I hope that I'm not one who ends up in a hospital for doing something really bizarre. <laughs> I hope I can keep my wolfiness under check, but it is a full moon. And so I tend to release something at the full moon. That's the thing that I do. And one of the things that I'm releasing this full moon is judgment of myself, because I know based on the love your neighbor as yourself, that it's the judgment of myself that I have to let go of before I can love others in the way that I really want to love. I want to love others in a new way. I want to connect with people in a new way. I want to connect with my own loved ones in a way that I never have before on a deeper, different level. And I can't do that until I love myself. It's the only way to that path. So for me, the thing, my sandcastle that I'm kicking over is my own self-judgment. So what is that thing for you? Question for you to take away from this episode is what is a sandcastle that I can kick over? And I look forward to hearing what your sandcastle is. If you want to send me an email, creativecommutegen at gmail.com, you can reach out to me on social at chromaticgen underscore after the N on Instagram. Let me know what your sandcastle is. I'll probably post some kind of question in the Creative Commute community talking about sandcastles. So I will look forward to hearing your sandcastle that you are going to kick over after listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did take something away from it, definitely let me know. And you can always leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcasting platform. And you just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. See you next time. Bye.